Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Toncast. This is Jeffrey Davis speaking to you from my front porch, as far away from sick people as I can get. You get away from here, squirrel! <laughs> and I'd like to uh, welcome my very special guest, my very special guest. I think this is his first podcast ever, so please uh, be, uh, be nice in the comments. Todd Robert Anderson, welcome! Hey! Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on your uh, show, Jeff. It's been a, a long time since I've seen you and yeah. spoke to you uh, uh, outside of uh, Facebook exchanges. It's nice to see you. Well, thank you. It's nice to be seen in return. Yes, I think we're talking 30-some-odd damn years here. And uh, we've both <laughs> yeah. gotten somewhat hairier in that uh, interim. Yeah, well, I got, my, I got my COVID look. This is my COVID look. <laughs> like, no, it's like... I'm not working, so I don't have to shave and get a haircut. So I'm just bushy. I, I kind of like it. I like being bushy. But uh, at the same time, I would shave uh, immediately if somebody called me for an audition, <laughs> even though I know that would mean risking my life. <laughs> to get a job. Well, you only that's, have. That's where we're at. Well, uh, <laughs> you only have one life, but. Uh... Or do you only have one job? I never understood that. Well, I mean, if you're Hindu, I suppose you get you can get many lives. Just change, uh, just convert to Hindu Hinduism, and you can have as many lives as you want. Great, and that will open up more possibilities for other jobs. Well, exactly. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I could I could use a reincarnation right about now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now the uh, good thing about well the, the the bad thing about my job is it's over for the year since uh, we sell things at renaissance fairs and the like and that's uh, socially distancing a fair uh, or a con is kind of impossible but the upside is yep. um, I can drink on the job <laughs> yeah, that is nice it is nice. The only problem with the, the freedom to drink all day is I gain weight. That's the problem. <laughs> it sucks. I, can't, I keep getting softer. Well, just do uh, sit-ups while you drink. You sit <laughs> up sounds... and sip. We call them sip-ups uh, here at my household. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> that's, that's genuinely awful. Uh, I, you know, what's funny is uh, I, was, I was thinking about you uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, when uh, my mother-in-law, she, uh, her, her, her husband passed away right before the shutdown basically mm -hmm. happened. Uh, his, we had his funeral like a week before they shut everything down. Mm. Um, and it, as it was, it was most people didn't come because there were a lot of out-of-towners. Mm. He was from Chicago and all that stuff, so nobody was flying at that moment. Super weird. But anyway, so she's been been uh, staying here. Uh, you know, the only human being she sees uh, are us, so she stays here about half the week. And we have very differing tastes uh, in in cinema. Ah. <laughs> uh, I I. I uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy who uh, my escapist fare is a is a Clive Barker film, <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> or or just like a Jason movie or something. Okay. So we have to we have to compromise. It's like uh, like I'm lucky because my wife and I have exactly the same taste. Neither of us care a lick about professional sports, so we don't watch yeah. that. We like stuff like. Uh, uh, like horror movies and, and action movies and that kind of stuff. Like hyper-violent, I guess, is the best way to describe mm -hmm. what we enjoy watching. Um, so I'm lucky in that I don't have to split my screen time. You know, I don't have sure. to compromise with her and watch one thing because she doesn't like romantic comedies either. Uh, but my mother-in-law is the opposite. She likes that kind of crap. So <laughs> we, have to, we have to find... You know, balance or take turns, you know, like the other week we watched uh, some Holly Hunter romantic comedy with Danny DeVito. I can't even remember what it was called. It, it was okay because Holly Hunter's good. But, but then she wanted to watch uh, Bye Bye Birdie. 
Oh, good lord! Uh, the the original uh, that's a ter- movie. That's a terrible, terrible movie, and in just an <laughs> awful, heartbreaking uh, way. They um, uh, he's not an English teacher in that. What the? <laughs> he's a yeah, fucking biochemist. To say my real dream is to be a biochemist, but uh, instead I have to be a talent agent in the 1950s, not <laughs> wanting somebody to be involved in science and murder. <laughs> that's believable anyway that's <laughs> very true but it was it was in a weird way as much as I I mean I think of the big uh, musicals that that keep coming back get rev, you know revivals all the time mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Bye Bye Birdie is the absolute worst of all of the <laughs> I don't I'm not a musical person I don't like musicals I, I don't know. I can't explain it to you. I really like a dance movie. Mm-hmm. You put me in front of Step Up 3D or whatever, and I'm going to have a great time. But if 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 the characters start singing their feelings at each other, then I get agitated, and uh, and and I you know I, I get very <laughs> tense. I like freak out a little bit. But so, but Bye Bye Birdie, I think, is the worst of all the popular musicals, uh, and, and and that movie definitely proves me right. Yes. And boy, is it does it not? I, I you know I, I know it wasn't made in a woke time or but it doesn't stand the test of time. It's it's portrayal of 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 young women. And, oh God! And and <laughs> it's, it's and Margaret is. I mean, that character is supposed to be kind of a young innocent. And she's a damn sex kitten. What? What is up with that? It's... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's really bizarre. Yeah. But it it was fun to watch because it was like, oh, that's the part that Jeff played. Yeah. You were the dad, even though they changed uh, details of the character. You were the dad, and I was uh, Randolph, the little kid yeah, in right. the movie, portrayed by an actual kid. But I, I was, I mean, I guess I was a kid when yeah, I did it, but not that young. You were like, what, 14, something like that? 14, 15? I don't know. How old are uh, Yeah, it must I have was, been 15. I, was, uh, I, was, I think I was a senior in high school, so that's like 17, 18, and you were two years behind me? You were 80? No, I was I was a freshman when we did 88 or 89? Uh, did you graduate? I graduated 90, 90. Okay, so yeah, you were about 15, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, yeah. Anyway, it was uh, it was it was fun to remember uh, doing that show, even though I don't I don't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, I like I like the mu- I, I grew up with musicals, uh, about uh, performing with the Sherborne Players, the Sherborne Foundation for Performing Arts. Uh, and just yeah, uh, that's uh, right. But my, my mom was uh, was an equity actress uh, and did did tons of stage. Uh, all of uh, both of my siblings and I literally performed in utero on stage. I think I was in Three Penny Opera when my mother was like five months pregnant. My brother was in the first touring production of The Boyfriend, and I think my sister was in Little Mary Sunshine. I'm not sure. I may be uh, juxtaposing those two. But yeah, we would spend just all day listening to listening to the soundtracks. So basically, it was it wasn't a play with singing. It was just a shitload of songs, uh, but right. but um, that "Bye Bye Birdie" is is absolutely execrable. Uh, it is just I mean I I love the music from the show and would love to have seen seen it performed with the original cast on stage, but oh those changes the Anne Margaret as a as a sex kitten, um, the the whole biochemist thing, uh, and. Just how unbelievable it is that uh, his loved ones would try to prevent him from working as a scientist in the 1950s or 60s is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, like watching the movie, reminded me of, and I definitely had blocked this out, and this made me super twitchy, mm. was the the refrain that the teenage girls always return to mm-hmm. in the movie, uh, the We Love You Conrad yeah. song. Yeah. We, uh, and it, this is a sort of droning, weird mm-hmm. motif that the show always we goes love back you, to. Conrad, and, oh, yes, we, <laughs> yeah. we love you, Conrad, and we'll be true. That's it. If you're not near us, we're blue. Oh, Conrad, we love you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, it was, I remember that being it, it, like an earworm from hell <laughs> when you're in, you're in rehearsal and you're constantly hearing it. And then like, and then you go off stage and people would just be singing it to themselves because it was yeah, so it was in everybody's in head. <laughs> it was just, it's just terrible. It's just yeah. torture. It's pure torture. But at least I got to do my uh, Paul Lind. Kids, yeah, exactly. wrong with these kids today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I certainly had, honestly, the best part of doing that show was, uh, when, uh, you know, we, in high school, what did we do it? For two nights? It was two nights, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So we did it for two nights, and on the second night, the Saturday night show, I was at, you know, because they had the dressing room, you know, our, there was our, the Linguist Commons, and it was a cafeteria, the giant proscenium stage, mm -hmm. and then a big music room, yeah. right? That was basically what was in there. So the music room was uh, across the hallway from certain entrances to the theater, and that's where our dressing room was. Yep. It was in, in there. It was just racks. And you'd go and try to hide so people... Anyway, I was in there changing out after, you know, I'd said hi to everybody. I was changing and I was in I was in my boxer shorts and that's all I had in, in the midst of a change. And uh, Karen Roberts walked <laughs> in who I, you know, she was a senior... Uh, and I believe she was a senior at the time and I was a freshman and she was, you know, like a gorgeous model mm. type that, uh, you know, I crushed on her. I think everybody did. Yeah. It was so weird. She just, she materialized in front of me. I'm standing in my underwear and I'm like, Hey, Karen. <laughs> and she was just like, she was just like, like I just want to tell you great, great show. Really yeah. great show, and and oh, and by the way, uh, a you need new boxers, and b nice penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was it, it both embarrassing but like lovely at the same time. It was it was a it was a mm -hmm. good moment for me. That was my fave. Yeah, uh, there were some wonderful uh, performances in that four kids. Um, Kelly, God, I don't remember what her name was then. It's Hodge now. Uh, was your older sister and my daughter? She was pretty wonderful. Uh, she went on mm -hmm. to be a professional stage actress, and I think she's a teacher. Uh, oh God, who the hell else was in that? Um, well, there's Zach Galvin. Z oh yeah. Who? Yeah, he was wonderful. Uh, he's now what headmaster or assistant headmaster at Natick High School. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Matt Dowd. He's an odd kid. I actually kind of liked him. Uh, uh, he, uh, when he came in uh, on um, dress rehearsal night after having his hair done up in this ridiculously tall pompadour that just brought the damn house down. Uh, and he, he, he died about 10 years ago of ALS. Maybe longer. Oh, wow. Probably, yeah. probably closer to 20 years ago now. Um, and God, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't remember who the hell else was in that. Uh, uh, that's pretty much everybody I remember. I mean, uh, um, there was an extensive chorus. Yeah. Of course. Uh, the, I, don't know, I, I, bet, I bet Gabrielle Gonzalez was in that show. Yeah. The girl that played, my, uh, that they played your mom, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. She actually um, went off to be a performer of some kind. I think like circus or something crazy like that um but she was oh she, yeah yeah uh uh man i'm blanking on her name i mm -hmm. can picture her uh face yes i remember her going off and joining the circus i mm -hmm. do remember that yeah i remember yeah. her uh i got uh drafted to do lights for uh, basically <laughs> turn them on and off for the um her classes um you know one of the english classes does theater shit uh you know, plays and such and uh they were performing their little one acts and she did edward albee's the zoo story uh and was you know, basically did the whole damn thing or so well, i mean it's mostly a monologue anyway uh but it was wonderful uh i just remember her talking about the the uh, uh a dog that she saw with a penis protruding that was also purple uh, and I don't remember the context, but, but I would just remember saying, and the penis, which was also purple. Uh, and so there, there, there is uh, Jeffrey's out-of-context theater. 
<laughs> Thank you all for coming. <laughs> what what are your uh what you're are you still quarantining like me or are you uh, uh, going out going We're, out to to social distance restaurants or whatnot no we uh i mean we have an 87 year old uh toddler uh so uh, and and he's had so many surgeries and bionic implants that he's kind of at risk so we're and my my parents are in their later 80s uh and uh yeah you know, they yeah my dad's had cancer so he we try to avoid uh, uh I have gone to Home Depot half a dozen times you know fixing things we have a uh before we bought this house in Ashland we had a condo in Sherborne that we lived in for like 20 years and mostly we've just been using it as storage but I've been trying to fix it up so that we can move our shit out and sell the thing uh so I just going to Home Depot with full fucking hazmat and uh, buying shit and then but as far as restaurants or crowds of more than four people I've been avoiding it. I usually walk around with a seven foot long pointed stick just to keep people away from me. Get away! Get away! Get away! (laughs) A paintball marker. (laughs) Get away! (laughs) We're we're, we're taking other precautions. one thing you can do if you go out and you want to keep people away from you is just hang brains. <laughs> and if you, what, just like ball, you catch ball, them, ball, at, ball walking, yeah, you're, or yeah, yeah, you just like keep a ball out, and if they're like, uh, uh, and you're like, ah, if you can see my ball, you're too close. Yep. You are too close. Back off. I, d- I did. Yeah, my bra- my, my wife was I making a bunch s- of masks for people, but uh, I saw one advertised on Facebook Marketplace, so I had to buy it. Uh, it was like a little calico fabric, but. On it are the the, fa- the pattern is tiny little penises. So if somebody gets offended by seeing the tiny little penises, it's there because they're too close. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. That's a, Do you do you wear that one out all the time? Actually, uh, we were moving stuff in and out of the condo, and uh, a neighbor, uh, who actually uh, Polly Leland Mayer, who uh, the uh, Leland Farms, which is the condo development I was living in, was. N- named after, because Leland's an old Sherborne family. Uh, she was a 90-some-odd-year-old Unitarian minister and just a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, Lauren was wearing the mask, and she had another one in a, in a Ziploc bag in the, in the car. And uh, Polly was talking to her, and, and Lauren mentioned that the, uh, 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 about the penises. On the, and, and I don't think Polly totally got it mm-hmm. until the end of the conversation. She was like, Holy shit! There's penises all over that. That's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so the next the, uh, uh, the next time Laura went back to pull shit out of the condo, uh, Polly saw her again. And said, "You know, I I know I said I didn't want those, but I actually really do." <laughs> so Laura said, "Well, I actually washed them and put them in a Ziploc bag because I would I was going to tuck them in your mailbox." So uh, we, we we gave them to a 90 year old uh, Unitarian minister. Well, there, there you go. That's that's really paying it forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I did say Unitarian. They, they're all about the dick. Yeah, yeah. The Unitarians love dick. Yes, that's yes. Uh, that's one thing I remember. <laughs> I, I did. I think I went on like a retreat. Like a, it, it was. I can't remember why, but it was a bunch of people from a bunch of different churches. In, in Sherburne and Dover, but we all went to the Unitarian... I think it was the Unitarian yeah, so Church in Sherburne. Yeah, they're, they're, we they're, hung out their youth group used to host shit like that all the time. Yeah, they, it, they had like a movie night in their basement, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was really funny because we watched... Uh, I, I know for sure we watched Children of the Corn, <laughs> which is a funny thing to watch in a church basement. <laughs> I told you, Unitarians. They're all about that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what else we watched, but it was equally as inappropriate as I I recall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was it was good. What what do you find yourself watching since you're uh, you know mostly locked down at home all the time? What 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 is your comfort food? Well, we we we're movie collectors. I've got some thirty five hundred movies. that we've been pulling out of Sherborne and then re-shelving here. So uh, we've been just kind of pulling things off. We did watch uh, 
Yeah, I have a lot of box sets. We watched all of I, Claudius in like two sittings. Uh, well, at, at the time, we're, we're also listening to a lot of podcasts. And John Hodgman was doing the uh, iPodius. It's a 13-part uh, podcast where he and this young dude who'd never seen iClaudius uh, watch an episode and then talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it was it was I mean it's hilarious it's it's really hilarious. Uh, so we're like, well, I guess we got to dust that sucker off again. But there's a lot of movies that uh, that I watch on a regular basis. Uh, you know, at least once or twice a year that we've been pulling out again. Uh, uh, we, uh, we've watched Casablanca at least twice. Um, we watched, actually, uh, 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 a lot of uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart. Uh, Maltese Falcon has been on. Uh, we've done uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which... Mm -hmm. Which is a really brave performance by Humphrey Bogart. But Humphrey Bogart was, you know, your classic tough guy leading man. And he descends into pants-pissing madness uh, in, in that movie. And, of course, dies in a ditch. Uh, right. <laughs> which, which is kind of marvelous. Uh, and we've also just been... Uh, we to, to see a thing... I don't even remember what the thing was. We uh, we started subscribing to Acorn, and we've been watching lots of British crime procedurals. Uh, and yeah, we as we've been rewatching all of fucking Midsummer, which is uh, yeah. I used to think that Je yeah, Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote was the world's greatest serial killer because. In the tiny town of, of, of 1,100 people, <laughs> Crab Apple Grove, Maine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's at least five killings a week. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you I, don't you don't want to be her friend. No, you no, do exactly. not want to be Fletcher's friend. I, no, I actually no. have a, 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 a T-shirt with uh, Angela Lansbury's face on it that says, "I killed them. I killed them all." <laughs> and every once in a while, and it's never anybody under the age of 60, uh, but somebody always says. Holy shit! I, I, I always thought that. I knew she. I knew she was killing them all. Uh, <laughs> but mid, Midsummer is kind of like that. Yeah, mid. mid uh, I mean, at least they're not. Uh, uh, they're kind of like. I guess the equivalent would be. Um, I don't know, like a a a, 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 a county sheriff or uh, the uh, Midsummer is a large area with lots of little fucking boroughs and towns in it. But still, it's yeah you know, these. Tiny little idyllic, um, well, like Dover, um, and right. every week there's at least half a dozen murders uh, in in these these tiny little um, uh, shaded burbs. Uh, <laughs> and over the last, I think, I think it's like on nineteen or twenty seasons, uh, for about twenty, you know, good twenty years, they've had about a dozen murders a week. In in uh, so I think their death rate is. Kind of on par with 1980s Lebanon. <laughs> well, if there weren't murders, you know, it wouldn't be entertaining. That's well, exactly. Well, exactly. But yeah. what I what always bothers me about so many of these kinds of procedurals, the first person we see get killed is absolutely terrible. I mean, they are you know, blackmailing people and torturing people, and are just awful. Uh, and somebody just has had enough and kills them, and then yeah has to kill seventy or eighty more innocent people to cover their tracks. But but at the very <laughs> at the very least, uh, I mean they're they're never going after like a, a you know a serial killer or, or or someone who's just truly terrible. Uh, the 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 person about three quarters of the time the person that they have to arrest for all these you know, for these killings. Uh, was an okay person that was kind of pushed to the to the to the limit. Well, it's like Perry Mason. Um, it's like a lot of crimes of passion. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, even that though, it, like that's what something like when you talk about procedurals. Uh, that's something that like I've always been like, well, why is that always? Why is it murder? Why why do people leap to that mm. so quickly in, uh, in the in the TV shows? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like, why was that your only recourse for an affair or whatever? 
Well, be, be, yeah, because then you you wouldn't be able to bring in the CSI team uh, and, and 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 wave the, um, yeah, the UV light over the crime scene and see all the the, the glowing spots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I uh, I I was on uh, the show CSI twice. Nice. Uh, and one time it wasn't my my plot was one thing, but the other <laughs> the other story storyline was about a murder that took place in the Las Vegas furry community. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was right. like, it was one of those things where I read it. I've learned so much about the perversions of humans from uh, doing shows like that was I'd never heard of furries. I was like, what is happening? So that really, was you my had, had a sheltered life. <laughs> well, at the time, I mean, this is like a decade ago, at least. Uh, but a show I did a couple years ago, I learned about uh, financial domination mm. And I like when I read the the script that they sent me, I was like, they just made that shit up. That's crazy. Uh, but I looked it up, and it's it's real. It's 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 a line of work I wouldn't mind getting into at this point. Well, we 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 kind of were in that line of work. Uh, again, we we uh, we sell shit. We make costumes and accessories and and stuff. And we go we go to a lot of different kinds of cons. Mostly nowadays, it's medieval or Ren Faire, that kind of thing. Because they're an awful lot more fun. The, um, like your Comic-Con type of thing is a shitload of work. The, the fees up front are, are staggering. Uh, but we did, a, for a good 10 years, we've been doing this uh, event in Boston called Aresia. And uh, there's a fuckload of furries there. And I used to always bring, uh, Lauren was the manager of a fabric store for years, so you know, we raw materials were, were super cheap. So I always get like foxtails and, uh, or like fur things that were sewn into tubes to look like actual tails, uh, you know, mm-hmm. dyed multiple colors. And oh my God, we sold every fucking one of those things. But, uh, you know, Lauren knew about all the different kind of events coming up because people would come into the fabric store looking for specific things. And, and the owner always stocked multiple colors of fake fur. Because furries huh. are a huge part of the business. So, yep. Yes, it's creepy. Yes, it's weird. The the credit cards go through. The check's clear. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever gets you off. The weird, the, the weird furries. Now, now, this is... All right. The, I just said that. The weird, the weird, the, the weird furries, <laughs> as opposed to the you know, your ordinary furries that you know, that, that dress as fucking Pikachu and get railed at the backside by whoever happens to want around with a strap on. Uh, no, the weird, the weird ones are the ones that dress as wolves, because they are not only are they weird dudes that like to fuck people dressed up as animals, they're predatory about it. Oh. Yeah, and like toxically predatory about it. And that gets that gets fucking awful. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So you have like wolves running around being inappropriate with other furries? Yes, like yes. Chip, chipmunks and whatnot? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's... And it's it's I mean it kind of adds like a BDSM kind of level to it. But they're also often the ones who are being really awful online like uh spamming the uh tony the tiger twitter account with uh with like furry porn (laughs) yeah the the tony the tiger twitter account had to to, had had to basically stop because right because weird furries were adding furry porn to it and it it basically (laughs) became it basically became tony the tiger basically uh, twitter account basically became furry porn (laughs) <laughs> it's there's nothing that people can't turn into porn exactly what's that rule 30 something or other i forget what, what the rules of the internet were if there's if you've ever thought of it somebody's made porn of it yeah yeah and then mm-hmm. some you know i, well, do my, have, I, I don't do know if this you, weird you, little uh, uh table on my porch that has a hole in the middle for an umbrella i bet i could fuck that 
Google search. Yep, whole 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 bunch of porn websites about people fucking tables. The 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 weirdest one, like this. Somebody told me about this, and I had to watch it. Uh, uh, but it was definitely the most ridiculous porn I've ever seen. But it was. <laughs> It was uh, it was it was its own website. It was and you clicked on this website. You went to this website and there was literally one video on this website and that was it. And the the website was called cakefarts.com. Oh, and and I like it starts, it starts I don't even out. I don't even think I want to know what's on there. Just the idea of cakefarts.com is, is well, just it's, so perfect and pure that it should <laughs> I mean the thing is is like when I, I I was I was a little bit scared to watch it because I knew about the two girls one cup thing oh, that God, like yes. became a, a, a internet sensation, which yeah. I avoided and never actually I, saw. I, I got forty sec about about twenty eight seconds into it. Yeah, I, 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 it, it, I, all it, I needed it, was it, reaction yeah, videos. It, exactly, so that's all I brought. I, 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 as soon as that girl shat into the cup, I said, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I, not. Because we know where this is going. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah, not, not good. Yeah. So, so cake, cake farts is this. So <laughs> it's just one video on the site, and it starts, and there's like a giant sheet, chocolate sheet cake sitting on the counter. And then next to the sheet cake is a woman, uh, you know, maybe 30, early 30s. I don't know. Uh, I'm bad with ages, but somewhere around there. And she doesn't look particularly energetic. Uh, she's just sitting next to the, on the counter, and she's got no pants on. <laughs> and she looks right at the camera, and she says, you know what I love the most? Cake farts. <laughs> And then she continues to speak rather sadly. Let's do this. And then she literally just gets up, walks around the counter, hops back up onto the cake and starts farting into the cake. And that's it. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. And uh, it, <laughs> I don't think like in seeing it, I watched it like my fr my friend and I sort of dared each other to sit and watch this. And we were in his home office sitting on a couch watching it on a laptop. And the two of us fell off the sofa. We were laughing, <laughs> laughing that, so hard. That is probably the best thing I've ever heard. That is, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that, is, that, that is the best thing. Uh, the the other the other thing about it the one other thing the one other detail is at the bottom, you know, websites will have like links to other other things <laughs> related things you know. Mm -hmm. So at the bottom of this website, which just had the one video, there was one link at the bottom, and it was it was a link to meatloafart.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. It was. Uh, See, this this I, is the reason that that you get up in the morning. Yeah, to learn about these <laughs> these sorts of things. <laughs> Aggressive furries and cake farts. <laughs> well, I, now I can't say that Midsummer tackled the furry issue, but they did do. Uh, no, actually, this was uh, this wasn't that. It was Bones. Uh, the uh, David Boreanaz uh, and what the fuck's her name? Um, SCI uh, or uh, crime scene investigation forensic anthropologist bullshit show. They did an entire episode about pony play, which is where pe people dress up in little leather halters and ride each other around like they're ponies and like do just <laughs> and and do dressage with them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, there's so much that that like bones and csi and all these shows they're for older people yes they're for older conservative people <laughs> yes and and what they're what they're telling these older conservative people is you should be really terrified about what your children are up to they're dressing as ponies and they're prancing <laughs> There is prancing going on. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> Ethel! There's prancing! 
It must We've got to warn the kids about the bread thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's funny. They've, they'll vilify anything. There's What's the big deal about acting like a pony? Hey, come on. There's no biggie. Exactly. You get, I mean, you get to prance. You prance. That. Yeah, exactly. You, get, you, you, you get to, to nicker. <laughs> do they do uh, the get, Monty get, Python get, coconut thing? Do they? <laughs> no, no, they just, they, they actually like hitting each other with whips and making them jump over the dressage thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean, you get to poop and pee outside freely. <laughs> well, that's. That's great. I mean, why wouldn't you want to dress as a pony? I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a great time. A real great time. Now, now, fox hunting would be much, much, much more hilarious if instead of a bunch of rich twats riding around on horses chasing animals to death, it was a, a, a bunch of uh, men and women in bondage gear uh, running through fields. That would be way better than a fox yes. hunt. Actually... You know, I, I just, uh, speaking of dares, uh, I, <laughs> I had a, had a, a watch party with a couple of my friends, um, and, uh, it, we watched, uh, Call of the Wild, ah. uh, the new, uh, Harrison Ford, uh, yes. uh C- CGI dog. Effort. Right. Now the, the version th- this movie's terrible. My cats yeah, really I, liked well, it. Y- my cats y- loved y- it. Y- I mean, they, they lost me at the dog was CGI 100% of the time, and it made face all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you lost me at CGI face. But, but have you seen any still photos or clips of oh, yes. them doing, of Harrison Ford acting with the person who was playing the dog? <laughs> no, no I, 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 I read about that, and I decided, you know what? I, I just don't need to see uh, Harrison Ford petting a man in a gimp suit. But this is what I'm saying. If, <laughs> like, the movie, the movie would have been so much better <laughs> if they'd fucking blown off the special effects and it just was Harrison Ford <laughs> talking to a grown man acting like a dog. A, a, a grown man in a spandex suit with, with ping pong balls taped to him. <laughs> just acting like a pup. That would have been something to see. All right, I would, I, I would, I would have cosplayed that fucker on opening night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's that's what I want to see. Because the movie, it's, <laughs> movie itself, yeah, yeah the, as it stands with the effects, it's it's pretty unwatchable. Yes. Yes. Speaking of unwatchable, the elephant in the room, the fucking Joker. Oh God! Are you? Oh right! You threatened to to out me I about did, this. I did threaten to out you about this. Um, I I was of two minds about the movie through most of it. The the creepy toxic masculinity was bothersome, but I mean his performance was was pretty great, uh, and it was beautifully photographed. But. Uh, the, all right, who out there hasn't seen Joker? Won a fucking Oscar. Spoilers. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, there's really there's no no twists in that movie that you can spoil. It's no. It's, it's you can't spoil Joker. It's no uh, because yeah. the whole thing was a dream. <laughs> no, oopsie doodle. The director is the, uh, is, is the, uh, the, the, yeah, fuck you. Uh, the, the unreliable narrator is the fucking director. Screw you. Uh, and then, of course, he tops it off by killing the person of color, woman, the person of color that's the only one trying to help him. Great. And then he runs around. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Just fuck you. Fuck you so much. You just wasted a couple hours of my life I'll never get back. I mean, if you're going to tell, if you're going to do a twist, do a twist. If you're going to try and be edgy, fine, do it. But telling, but but uh, telling the audience, you just wasted your whole damn time. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Uh, for yeah. me, it was, it was, it was a, a regurgitation of two old Scorsese movies with the added veneer of intellectual property, <laughs> like shellacked over the top. Right. Of them. Because it was King of Comedy and Taxi Driver mushed together. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's what 100%. it was. Absolutely. And it brought nothing new to the table, it, with no. the exception of 
Joaquin, and you're right, it's a very pretty movie, and Joaquin Phoenix is very good. I mean, it's like, it it, it, it has enough to, I think, fool people, but it... Mm-hmm. I I haven't I haven't had an experience like a negative reaction to a movie like this where most of what everybody around me was saying was quite the opposite and I was confused mm. in an emperor's new clothes kind of way and the yeah, last time I, this happened to me was definitely James Cameron's Titanic. It's like the same oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, like, I, uh, I I fucking hated that movie. I absolutely hated Titan. And uh, Forrest Gump is the other one that everybody, <laughs> everybody loves. Everybody loves that movie, and it is just so terrible. I mean, it... It's uh, now like, it's got, it's, 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 uh, I feel like it's got more detractors. It's like, it, it, it's a real, well, it's, it's, it's real long, divisive. It's long enough has passed, passed, long enough, much, enough time has passed that people are like, yeah, it kind of sucks. And I've read enough articles where smart people tell me it sucks that I will believe them. But... I mean, just, I mean, the director has a tendency to have white people come in and take responsibility or take uh, credit for black people's uh, accomplishments. Uh, I mean, Elvis didn't get his dance by watching a boy in leg braces, a white retarded boy in leg braces. He <laughs> stole that from black musicians. Uh, he, I mean, he stole his whole thing from black musicians. Let's, let's, let's get over that. And just this whole, uh, I'm a dumb guy, I am involved in every important part of the 20th century, and I don't realize it, but I got a giant dick, according to the book. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of that when it came out. No, but, I, yeah. I, yeah, Field of Dreams is another one that just annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, I never got that one. My my dad loves that movie, and I was really disappointed because when I showed him uh, the Rookie with mm. Dennis Quaid, which is one of my favorite uh, baseball movies, yeah, it's an infinitely movies. better movie. Yeah, he was thought it was boring. I was like, oh, mm. so your baseball movies need ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my baseball movies need simple solutions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ghosts. And my and my baseball movies need um, r somebody with no knowledge of geography to direct a sequence drive through Boston. <laughs> that, was, first, that was the guy drives to the north end. Then he goes down. Then he's in the, in the Fenway. Then he's like in the Southie, and then he's in you know fucking Charlestown. Then he's back in in the Fenway area. And then he's, you know, he's going through Canmore, and then he's like in the North End again, inexplicably, and then he's driving past the ballpark. So, I actually, yes, it is. It can be confusing to drive through Boston, at least if you're not in the Back Bay. But yeah, you take a right and a left, and you're at the ballpark. <laughs> you, right. don't, you don't. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's in Brighton, uh, you're halfway through that fucking thing, it's like, dude. I, was, I know that, that this. I know it was like the 90s, but we still had maps. This reminds me of two things. One is I was in a, a movie, uh, a low-budget movie called Fuzz Track City, and the opening credit sequence is a foot chase, and it's me chasing this guy, and we went all over San Fernando Valley. So, like, literally this foot chase took place over the entirety of San Fernando Valley, which would kill anybody. It's... <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could run that that far that long. Um, and the other thing... Well, that maybe, that maybe there should have been a subplot that you're both marathon runners. <laughs> maybe. I just thought it was, you know, funny because it was a comedic film. Um, but the other example of that is the show 24. That mm -hmm. was one of the things that I could never understand about that show. It was like Jack Bauer could make make anywhere in 20 minutes. In yeah. L.A., 24 hours a day, and the, if that was re if it was really set in L.A., that most of the 24 hours he'd be in his car in traffic. There's yeah, and and in the couple seasons that how, how many seasons was 24 on like two uh, three yeah I don't know no, I think not, more not than that, that yeah. I think but, like seven uh, yeah he killed like four or five hundred people in that and in, in in those like. <laughs> Three or four 24 hour periods. And how, I mean, how long does it usually take? I, mean, I, I suppose I could 
like do a little research on this, like the, I'm sure the FBI and, and, and maybe after the whole Bush administration, there's a lot of writing about. That. But how long does it take to torture somebody into confessing? If if the whole series takes place in 24 hours and there's like a half a dozen people, he's tortures into confession. <laughs> well, it's really it good. It takes at a it. little more time than this. <laughs> mm. I mean, I've tried it. You don't get anywhere until at least third or fourth day in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how effective torture is, but it really worked well for Jack Bauer. <laughs> it it works well on TV, and and they uh, and they always do it, and it's always the cops are you know their hands are tied by red tape, so they they go outside the law and torture someone in yep. a in a. Andre Brower or somebody uh, okay. in a in a tiny room. I mean, you, you, if, got, you got you, you got to watch out for that red tape, man. Though I mean, sometimes it's got like nylon filaments in it, and it's shit's hard to cut. That's very true, and that and that is exactly why uh, Dirty Harry threw his badge away. Yeah, Bef- well, also which he I, sucked he, as a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like he, he's really realizing. You know what? I'm I'm actually kind of bad at this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like the killing and the and the threatening. I'm really good at that, but the but whole like the work thing and the research and the and like questions and the paperwork. Fuck the paperwork, the, man. Yes, yeah, it's, hor- it's horrible. But then he he must have picked it up because he came back for like and did nine more movies. Movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, four really. Well, I I opted to miss all but the first one. Uh, the, uh, the 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 first one, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I saw in high school. It's like, yeah, he's badass. And I watched it again in uh, near the end of college. I said, um, yeah, this is like a 15 year old kid's wet dream. I'm I'm okay with that. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, but the uh, second uh, one, the second one has vigilantes played by uh, vigilante cops. Uh, one of which is Tim Matheson. And then there's another famous guy in there, but then they're like secretly puppeted by I Hal should. Holbrook, who's always I secretly should. puppeting people in movies. Right. Maybe I should add that to my Hal Holbrook film festival that we're having next week. Yeah, Magnum Force. You watch Magnum yeah. Force and Star Chamber back to back, and you have basically Hal Hell Holbrook yeah. doing the same same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, he sh- he should always do. Uh, 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 he should have always done his movies like uh, his one man show, Mark Twain. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that would that would have been much funnier to have the the cop puppet master uh, dressed and acting like Mark Twain. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a dueling Mark Twain show with Hal Holbrook and Val Kilmer. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, that would, both of them. Yeah. I and could see that. Fight it. They should fight with each other. It should be yeah. mostly yelling. It should be mostly Mark Twain yelling at Mark Twain. Yeah, well, we, we, I think if you spent five minutes on the internet, to, 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 to go back to an earlier conversation, if you, if you were to do a little bit of research, I bet you would find uh, slash porn fan fiction about that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of weird Val Kilmer uh, fan fiction out there. <laughs> well, exactly. They probably have his character from Island of Dr. Moreau uh, in a romance with his Iceman yeah. from Top Gun or something along yeah. that, those lines. You know, I I really do need to uh, go back to wearing the chicken bucket on my head a la Dr., uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that movie's great. <laughs> They have a, 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 there's a documentary about the director or the yes. director who got fired. Did you the, the, see that? The first director, yes, the first director that was, that was fired and, uh, and Val Kilmer kind of trying to keep the thing together, but it just, it just, it, it just went off the fucking rails. I mean, when, uh, <laughs> when, when Brando brought in the weird dwarf that he found in a, I guess, a, he bought it from like Chinese shop, like a la Gremlins. Uh, <laughs> Don't feed this. This is, this, this, this is my, this is my co-star from now on. 
Right. Well, and don't talk it, to me. Only talk through the the weird little guy. And it inspired uh, uh, the Austin Powers Mini Me character. Well, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. And uh, David Thewlis, it is pretty close to worst. Yeah, I, yeah. I've kind of felt bad for Thewlis in that movie because that was kind of early on for him, and he was playing yeah. lead. And it, it, I felt the same way about. Um, uh, um, What's the redheaded guy in Billions? I think he's a British guy. Oh, uh, he was in Homeland. D- 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 Lewis. Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, something Lewis. Damon. Da- da- um, all right, fuck it. Uh, I'm going to IMDb this shit right here. Um, Yes, uh, people listening at home, uh, you're D- hearing me type into my foot. Damien, Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis. Yes. There it is. So he was yeah, in... So he was in yeah, and he was in home. He was, he was, and he was, he was, uh, we got to know him watching like British costume dramas. Yes. That he was in billions of. His, his first big gig, and th- this is what he thought was going to propel him to stardom, was uh, the movie Dreamcatcher. Oh God! Which is uh, uh, the novel uh, that Stephen King wrote while he was recovering from being run over by a van. When mm. He was on a lo- he was yep. on a lot of a lot of painkillers, <laughs> and it showed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then they decided to make a movie out of it. Now listen, it was the screenplay is written by William Goldman, based on the novel by Stephen King, and the movie is being directed by Lawrence Kasdan. So, so if it, you get, it has all the all the the right, uh, and uh, he thought this is it. I'm gonna make it. This is finally. <laughs> and then he turns out turns out to be the worst piece of shit, the most laughable piece of shit that's well, a studio I mean, spent way too much money on. <laughs> I mean, yes, we had we we had a good screenwriter, but it was basically based on a fever dream. So, right, there's, exactly. So there's that. Well, and I don't know that uh, William Goldman was was doing great stuff at that point. Anyway, he, you know, yeah, every yeah. some some people don't maintain that 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 level of greatness the entire time. No, it's yeah. I but, mean, uh, I do, but well, it's I, certain people do. Certain people yeah. do. Uh, but I think a lot of people got get lazy maybe when they get older. <laughs> it, like. In the case of William Goldman, probably just had too many yes men in his camp, and nobody was saying, <laughs> you know, maybe you shouldn't write a screenplay about uh, shit weasels, <laughs> Mr. Goldman. <laughs> but if I don't write about the shit weasels, who will? <laughs> yeah, it's got to get out there. We got to tell. <laughs> we got to. We have to tell the world about this. <laughs> we. They told the world about Soylent Green, so we got to tell them about shit weasels. Yeah. That's it. We watched Soylent Green the other night. Soylent Green is a beautiful it. film. It is a beautifully photographed film. The uh, the the bit where... Um, oh, crap. What's his... Uh, uh, oh, sh- um, he was a famous gangster actor. Played in the original Scarface. Uh He's the old guy. They put him oh, down oh, to die. Right, Saul. Uh, 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 what the, he's, a, he's a famous, legendary actor, and I'm forgetting his yes. name. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but that, that sequence with, the, uh, with the, the, the calming videos of nice, calm things and beauty oh, around him. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And the, and the two uh, pleasant... Um, mm-hmm. What are they? Nurses or whatever, or mm-hmm. just ushers? You're, they're ushering him into sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward G. Robinson. Thank you, Edward, yes. Edward yes. G. Robinson, or as we like to say in my house, uh, Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whose who's, who's voice is Edward G. Robinson? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Everybody was on The Simpsons at some point. Mm-hmm. Were you on The Simpsons at one point? 
No, I've never had so any. So not everyone with... yet. Not everyone so, yet, uh, but it's still on. But I, I don't know. Do people still watch The Simpsons? I haven't since season eight. And yeah, I just on, what forty-five now. I think. Is it that many? Is no, it as many over, as it's SNL? It, 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 it's over thirty. Yeah, for sure. They, 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 uh, well, uh, if you um, count uh, the Tracy Ullman show, which I think was nineteen eighty-six. I think the original uh, Simpsons Christmas special, which is their first episode, was 1987. So it's over 30 years. That is. That's, that's intense. Yeah. They, and that's, yeah, and they, they really should have cashed in 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Well, and if they had, maybe there would, be, there would have been less stink about a up who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe we would have looked back on it and said... There's some troubling things, but it was a different world then. And we wouldn't have had to, you know, have Frank Azaria go on all the fucking talk shows and say, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. Sorry. <laughs> I never, I, I, I don't, I, this has nothing to do with wokeness or anything, uh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, like, I, and I, I was never a regular Simpsons watcher, but all my roommates in college were constantly mm-hmm. watching it. And I never liked Apu. I always thought it was a deeply unfunny character. And I was mm. like, why is this crack everybody up? I, I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't get it. There, there were a few episodes, uh, Apu episodes that were pretty great. Uh, but mostly he was just there. He was just a background yeah. character to make, to, to make uh, Homer look dumber. Yeah. Right. Which you didn't right. didn't need a whole lot of help. No, uh, he didn't. And yeah, and and to to talk about how shit you buy in convenience stores is usually tainted with rat shit. Hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah. where's those uh, those potato chips that make you go to the bathroom? I got to do some <laughs> spring cleaning. Twenty-year-old <laughs> ah, Olestra. <laughs> wow, that's the. I remember those chips. Uh, I I um I never tried them because of the poo. Well, like it's it, it's I I thought it was the funniest thing because it did say <laughs> very clearly on the package that these potato chips will cr- <laughs> cause oily discharge. And I was like, what? <laughs> you had me an oily discharge. Did I mention I'm a furry? Yeah. <laughs> Why I can would... scoot on the rug. <laughs> Why would you choose that? It's so strange Choose discharge. I mean, like uh, an uncontrollable four-hour erection also sounds awful, but at least that's a little bit more uh, attractive exactly. than oily discharge. Well, at least it has some utilitarian purpose. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I looked that up, too, because those ads used to crack me up because I'm <laughs> 12. Uh, and I looked up, like, did this exist before as a condition, like a, a four-hour-long erection? And uh, the other thing that can cause that besides erectile dysfunction drugs or, or Black Widow spiders. Ah, nice. And various other Various other spiders. There was a reason I didn't poison them. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of widows around here. I'm thinking about opening up, you know, an alternative uh, erectile dysfunction business. And I'll just, I'll catch little widows and put them in a jar and I'll send them to you. And you just put them on you, and then you'll have a boner. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, no chemicals. Well, the the only chemicals would be the you know the venom, but which. Well, that's not, the organ. It's an organic it's, chemical. It's not yeah. you know made in a lab. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's all natural. That's the that's. The <laughs> oh mercy. <laughs> Well, we're uh, you're at about an like hour. We're, yeah, we're we're getting to about our hour mark. So I'm going to thank Todd Robert Anderson for joining us here on the Toncast, and I would encourage all you folks to tune in next week, where our host will be Dame Judy Dench, and our special guest will be Angela Merkel. We're hoping. <laughs> Good so, luck with that. We'll we'll <laughs> see you next week.